You're listening to the Substandard Model. Imagine walking along a beach to meet your betrothed, and you feel a hand put firmly on your shoulder. You are then placed in the back of a van, and the next thing you see is a facility with white walls. This is to be your home. They stab you with tubes and suck your blood till you're almost dry. Your brain running on fumes learns to count the days, hoping that this will end. And when you've almost given up hope, watching your elixir of life pass up those clear tubes, they release you. But you are not the same. You refuse to return to your lover like this. Broken, you slump into the sea, screaming between the waves. Just fucking give me the C one, man. All right, I'm gonna give you the C one. I'm gonna give you the C one. So, um, I, I failed to get a deep sea one because even though there's a lot of deep sea facts, I was gonna talk about the big whale, then I was gonna talk about the colossal squid, then I was gonna talk about the vampire squid, then I was gonna talk about the deep sea giganticism, then I was gonna talk about the snailfish. I, I I went past all of those in search of a better fact, mm. and I have found I found a different fact. Okay, it's forget the deep sea. We're just talking, we're talking general sea. And um, one of the things that you can find in the general sea is a horseshoe crab. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you know about horseshoe crabs? They're very, very old in terms of oh, like, their, their oh. lineage. <laughs> You're making me angry, Henry, because um, people say this shit all the time. People love, they love saying, oh, sharks. You know what sharks are? They're they're living fossils. They they've remained unchanged for centuries. Yeah, but we actually have you know? fossils of horseshoe crabs. But the thing is, it every single thing on the planet has been evolving for the same amount of time, and it's evolved like it's evolved the same amount. Right. So some some have say, done a better job than others. <laughs> But that doesn't that doesn't mean I don't know. Imagine either. starting four point six billion years ago and saying. I want to be a snail when I grow up. <laughs> I mean, saying... the more the more you break it down, the less sense it makes. And basically, every time someone says, scientifically, someone said, "Ah, this this is a highly basal lineage to the currently accepted taxa," and then the journalists went, "I don't know how to say that in a way that everyone understands." And then one of them said, "Well, let's just say that they're really old. That'll make sense." And it doesn't make sense at all. It's like saying that potassium is really old. Yeah, okay, fine. Horseshoe crabs oh. haven't undergone a lot of adaptation over the years because their their environment hasn't changed that much. Is that is that oh, it means that they share a very distant common ancestor with with things that we understand and recognize. It means that all of their close relatives died, is basically what it means. That's a flex, and, I think. I am Batman! And also, yeah, all their close relatives died, but they didn't. And also, they... Yeah, I guess it does It does kind of mean they, they haven't undergone a lot of morphological variation over the, over the period relative to other species. 
um, and that can be due to all sorts of reasons. But a horseshoe crab is, it sort of looks like, if I was going to describe it, it doesn't really look like a crab. If you've got a crab and you took all its legs off, and you put... But it has legs, like, underneath it. It's a sort of semicircular shape with a long tail, right? Yeah, I mean, it is a circle. It's a, it's like It looks like a, a sort of stony tadpole. Like a sort very of like, a, like a horseshoe. No, it, I mean, it... Yeah, but it is it is a circle shape. Like, right. imagine, 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 like, a decapitated head with a tail. Don't have to imagine it. Um, you don't. You, you don't have to. Yeah, there you go. That, that, that's basically it. And the deal with horseshoe crabs is that they they come up on beaches every few years when the moon is when the moon is right, you know, to breed like turtles. And then David Attenborough walks among them and he sits down and says, "Isn't it cool how how nature everything is?" Never before have we had the power to say fuck that. And uh, and the horseshoe crab. So, what would you expect them to be related to, Henry? Uh, crabs. No, yeah, not really. They're they're actually. This is gonna surprise. They're actually arachnids. So wow. They're spiders. Yeah, they're yeah. really basal. Oh hell yeah! They're just okay. They're they're even like technically not arachnids. They're just so they're chelicerates. So what what happened in arthropods is you got the chelicerates, which came off really early on. They still off really early. Those contain horseshoe crabs, which were the most early of them. And then they contain spiders, scorpions, sea spiders, that kind of thing. And then chelicerate split off. And then everything else, you know, crabs, insects, all of that just sort of just sort of is 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 more closely related than any of them are to to um spiders. So that's why horseshoe crabs, they really shouldn't be be what they are. They they're really unique. And they're unique in the what I'm, what I'm going to talk about is not not what they are in themselves, but how we use them. I would say oh, the horseshoe oh, crab. Oh, oh, their their blood's really really valuable, isn't it? Ooh, you, oh, fuck! You know this? Yeah, yeah that's kind of it. That. It's like one in the morning, two in the morning. Basically, they're one of they've probably saved the most lives out of out of. I mean, a lot of animals. Like, how crazy this has gotten is quite funny. So I'll start, I'll start talking about their blood in general. So they have hemocyanin instead which of hemoglobin. They have, they have blue blood, which is cool, but it's not that surprising. Pretty much most um, arthropods have hemocyanin. Instead of hemoglobin, which we have, which is a bunch of iron molecules stuck in a ring put in a protein, and those iron molecules can, can take oxygen and give it back if they want to, so they can sort of store oxygen, right? It's like a little transport, so it's like a little bus. The oxygen gets on the bus and then gets off the bus. Um, this is just a different bus. The bus is made of copper instead of iron, but essentially it's the same system. Um, and it, but instead of making our blood go red, it would make the blood go blue, and that's the difference between us and us and arthropods. Um, so lobsters have blue blood. You know, before a lobster is cooked, a lobster is just completely blue. Like no lobsters are red. The only reason they get red is because they've been cooked. And horseshoe crabs are the same. Mm. They, have, they have blue blood. But that's not the reason that we like it. Funnily enough, the blood is so valuable because of a very, very interesting property of their immune system. So their blood has a, a sort of primitive version of white blood cells. So our white blood cells are quite an advanced. We have a very advanced adaptive immune system. 
which we have um t killer cells t helper cells we have you know um b cells we have like lymphocytes and phagocytes all these things that do different roles each of which inhibits each other and promotes each other and there's a whole a whole system a whole bunch of admin and bureaucracy that we have to go through when we find an infection but that's not the case with the horseshoe crabs the horseshoe crabs just have amoebocytes which are a kind of jack of all trades type white blood cell and they're, they're not quite as advanced as them, but they do produce a particular chemical, which is extraordinarily useful. And this is a chemical called limulus amoebocyte lysate. And yes. limulus... Amoebocyte. Yeah, yeah. So the amoebocytes are the kind of cells that we're dealing with here. And lim limulus amoebocyte lysate is essentially... Well, it's, it's not necessarily what it is. It's, it's more an extract of blood that contains a few different chemicals. Um, particularly the, the well, it has something called recombinant factor C, and um, the it, there's a bunch of stuff inside the amoebocytes which allow them to do what they do. And what they do is they react with endotoxins. So I'm going to slow down because I'm saying a lot of yeah. jargon. When when you have a bacteria in your system and you're being infected, they do a lot of bad things. They um they get inside your cells and they kill your cells, and they also produce toxins, which are chemicals which go into your blood and they mean that a lot of your cells just die even if they come in contact with the toxin the bacteria right. doesn't have the bacteria doesn't even have to be involved so it's bacterial um, toxins it's bacterial toxins right that's a, but an endotoxin endo means inside so an endotoxin is more a way of referring to a toxic chemical which is attached to the bacteria so it's like the back it's 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 another, basically this another big problem with the bacteria most bacteria have a kind of endotoxin and they use it to cure ourselves directly. It's like it's like they're stabbing them instead of shooting them. You know, like they 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 attach these toxins to their cell to their cell walls. Um, they're synthesized during their cell wall synthesis, particularly in gram-negative bacteria, right? Which are a certain kind of bacteria that that um that are classified as just gram-negative, and it's a, it's just a new and exciting way that we're allowed that bacteria are allowed to kill ourselves, and. Typically, we're quite good at being able to get rid of toxins and get rid of bacteria because we have antibodies and we have all these special cells that can read where the toxins are and they can do cytokinesis and stuff. But endotoxins are a bit more of a challenge, especially if we're testing for them, because unlike normal toxins, endotoxins don't get distributed in our blood. So we don't we can't measure the blood and look for them. We have to test for them directly. You know, you can't just like, take a blood sample and expect to find them floating around. They're stuck to the bacteria. So it's really hard to find out if a person's been infected with an endotoxin. Now, the way that you do this is, this is where the horseshoe crab comes in. The limulus nice. amoebocyte lysate reacts really strongly with endotoxins, particularly endotoxin lipopolysaccharides. And a, a lipopolysaccharide is just a bit of fat attached to a bit of sugar. And it's on the outside. It's, it's sticking out of the outside of the bacteria. And this is the toxin we're talking about, right? This is what we want to get rid of. Um, the, the LAL, or the, the amoebocyte lysate, basically reacts with it in order to, it sort of congeals. Um, the second you put them in contact with each other, it, it creates a sort of viscous, kind of turbid fluid. And that means right. you can test for it in a few different ways. You can either just put them together and wait for it to clot. That's the gel method. Or you can attach it to a yellow pigment. And if once it turns yellow, that means it started to clot. Or you can test for the turbidity of the solution, so you can see how much light it's letting through. And if it starts right. becoming cloudier, it's starting to clot. You know, there's all sorts of ways you can use this test. 
but you can't do the test at all without the amoebocytes from the blood of this particular organism. We've not found any other blood cells, any other amoebocytes in any other arthropods that can really as effectively test for the presence of endotoxins. So it's just, it's it's a test for, and so you'd find a human, you'd go, do you have endotoxins? We're going to use a little bit of this blood to test. Um, yes. So you, you take a blood sample and you can add like a tiny, you don't have to add a lot of LAL. You can add like a tiny bit of LAL. But um, basically, you need a little bit in order to test. Yeah, that, that, you use it as a as like a, as the same way you would do um any any blood test. It's just part of the general blood test repertoire. You know, we we we've done this pretty much industrially from like the 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 last century. Genuinely ridiculous. We every year when they come, probably their biggest weakness is the fact that they always need to come up on the beach when they need to breed, and they always come up in the intertidal zone during the right moon cycle, which yeah. means that it's really, really easy. Just go down the beach with a big, big sharp stick yeah. and just sort of pick them up, and yeah. then you um you stick them in these big industrial blood milking machines, and they go on the conveyor belt and they get little injections. That's a funny and they name. Get, they get little. They get, they get this all is cleaned. My... This is my industrial blood milking machine. They're seriously, they're just like, they're wiggling on their backs on a little conveyor belt and they're going and getting impaled in these tubes and this blue blood is coming out. And this is happening in fisheries all over the world. In Singapore, there's in Indonesia, in the USA, everywhere they do this. About 500,000 a year are harvested for this purpose. Every single year. The insane demand for this. There are, there are factories that exist just in order to harvest blood from crabs yeah like it's 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 insane and they they can't take too much blood from it because they don't want them to die for a long time they've been trying to they've been trying to keep the population around because like we don't we want to do it sustainably so they they take about maybe three to fifteen percent of the blood which sounds like a lot and it is a lot when you're a crab percent yeah 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 that doesn't sound like a lot my imagine i took 15 percent of your blood Oh, what? Like you... Are they still alive afterwards? Oh, yeah. What? what That's why? The point. Just take all the blood, no? Well, then, then they'll be dead. You can't harvest 500,000 crabs a year and then expect them, for them to just keep being fine. Yeah, but apparently one female can lay between 60 to 120,000 eggs in batches of a few yeah. thousand at a time. Oh, no, but the way that all all arthropods and pretty much all marine like organisms work is they, they lay absolute fuckloads of eggs and then one of them survives like the the thing is like the sea is such a horrible place that everything every larvae of every arthropod ends up just being plankton for a bit and if you're plankton your life is not good you're probably going to get eaten by either a bigger plankton or like yeah. some something that something that eats plankton there's sort so, of like i mean one blue whale just sort of gulp breakfast done right and that's like yeah yeah holocaust levels of plankton death. <laughs> Do you know what i mean in one go there's a very high risk to to being a, a microscopically tiny free-floating organism in the ocean so don't do it kids most most animals have evolved to just create an insane amount of children in the in the event that potentially a few of them survive but that does mean victorians that victorians did the same thing victorians did the same thing it's yeah, yeah, yeah. The the ocean is very Victorian in that sense, which means a couple things. It means that often, like, 
often you don't get any of them surviving so the species kind of dies but also you only need a slightly better year than average and suddenly you have a thousand times more of this sea creature than you usually do yeah it'd be a very different version of the island from last episode where oh yeah 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 it's 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 yeah, tiny, tiny changes have huge. Like, well, no, it's it's sort of a similar concept. Like, let's say you're one you're one percent more conducive to like having baby seahorses this year. Like, the the world is one percent kinder to baby seahorses. You now have a million extra baby seahorses. Yay! So you know that that's kind of how they they really hedge their bets. And horseshoe crabs are among them. So don't get fooled by the fact they lay so many babies. They are still kind of in trouble. And the problem is in the 80s, they kind of realized that even harvesting 15% or sometimes up to 30% of the blood, that can actually that can actually kind of... It doesn't kill them directly, so we thought it was okay, but it does mean that they don't really breed for the next few years, and occasionally they die soon after. Oh, really? What, after they lose almost a third it's, of their blood? <laughs> well, it's not so much not having blood. It's an energy expenditure issue that it takes from synthesizing all that new blood. Because <laughs> they can't breathe. They just like run out of food. They don't have enough physical energy to make enough blood to get back to the situation they need to be in. Or breed, essentially. They like cut off breeding for three years because that's understandable. Like you've got more important things to worry about, which means that overall the population has been decreasing a lot. And we haven't noticed because they just fill the beaches every year anyway. But the horseshoe crabs are are not doing great. And people are really, really worried that if horseshoe crabs die, I mean, sure, it's sad because they're living fossils and all that. But also, what are we going to do with all of these? Like, vaccine development is it crucially, crucially relies on lao tests. Everything, everything relies on lao tests. Like food and drug administration and the the all well, these all these drug companies are really, really directly involved in lao test production. Here's the other thing. Yeah. The the, the other thing is. Like, if you kill them, imagine the publicity. I mean, there was a big uproar after the dodo disappeared, but this guy's been around since the early Triassic. <laughs> like, all dinosaurs yeah. were born after the start of the first horseshoe crab, and they all died after the first horseshoe crab. A meteor hit the planet after the first horseshoe crab, and then humans just like, stick them in pikes and squeeze the blood out <laughs> and then put them back on the beach. And that's the, end. like if they die this fast, it's a bit depressing. Like the, the time frame that their species is running on is insane. Yeah. Insane. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of years. We've been running on what? <laughs> debatably 12,000 12, years of civilization. Yeah, of civilization. We've been as as a species, we've been around for like a couple hundred thousand, but still, Yay. that's not a lot. Big flex. That's. Like I mean, the biggest. Uh, we we do say we, like it's nice to say that. Well, it's not nice to say it. It's interesting to say that the the, uh, the the annual blood harvest is the main threat to horseshoe crabs. But to be honest, it's more just fishing. Like we we take about a million a year to use as bait for um for fishing as well. Which dwarfs the the problem that we have yeah. from like medical research. So honestly, we're doing worse things to them than harvesting their blood. Yeah, but it's still pretty morbid. And then we're trying to come up with alternatives. So there's a few alternatives. The 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 thing I mentioned earlier, the the factor, the clotting factor C. It's possible that we can isolate that and synthesize it biologically, just like on our own. But um, right. 
that that hasn't been as it's it's just currently slightly more expensive than getting it directly from the crab. But hopefully one day we, we won't have to annually harvest millions and millions of crabs. Is there any reason why they've lasted this long? When you say lasted this long, well, I mean, if you mean... look at fossils of horseshoe crabs, they're anatomically the same. Well, from what we can see, yeah. Well, you think is there, is there any reason why they they haven't changed so much? Yeah. Probably. Well, like the design seems a bit basic to be like, whoa, revolutionary. Like, why has no one else done this? Well, it's it's all about the starting point, right? So, I mean. It's quite possible that this is just kind of they're not really experiencing any selection. Like at a certain point, this is the, maybe this is the best that a chelicerate can get in terms of being an arthropod. So there's there's you know you know about caste generation, right? The the it's the thing people love talking about, and it's the phenomenon where a bunch of different unrelated animals sort of seem to evolve towards the crab as a body plan, right? Sorry, no, it's just funny. Oh yeah, it is. It is like. It is quite funny, and it is weird, and we kind of understand it. It's oh, God. it is really weird, but it's, uh, I think it's quite possible that this is like the crabbiest that a spider can get, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like may- maybe they can't. Maybe they've just any any beneficial mutations that help them end up just eventually having higher energy cost, or maybe they maybe they just maybe there's a certain point where you have just kind of peaked in your niche uh-huh. i mean if a niche, if a niche doesn't change an organism won't change maybe their genetics as well has been like like it's they've got a really sturdy genetic like it takes a lot for a mutation it must take a lot for a mutation to happen surely through uh, random cosmic rays hitting parents and then them having one hundred and twenty thousand kids like surely that's gonna leave an imprint wow. over the course of 100 million years i, I mean i guess but different animals are resistant to mutations in all sorts of different ways. That's not usually a good way of predicting the rate of evolution of a species. It probably isn't a mutation issue. Maybe they have a certain genome which makes it difficult to, to like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I haven't, I haven't researched that, to be honest. I mean, honestly, there's not a lot of research going on about why organisms don't change over long periods of time because some change really quickly, and by that metric, other ones will change less quickly. We, I, we can probably find things that have changed even less than the horseshoe crabs. You're listening to the Substandard Model, 